Hey, what's up? It's Riley. Mullis. And country. Grab a beer and buckle up because you're listening to the RDB podcast. What is up? What's going on? Episode 20. And that shit never gets going. 20. 20. We're here. We've made it. I can't believe we've done it. Holy shit. Uh, as of now, we're available on six platforms. Sheesh. Yeah. It's, uh, where is it at? Let me, let me find it. Sheesh. <laughs> six six platforms. platforms. Yeah. It's, uh, I've been putting in a lot of work behind the scenes, getting all that kind of cleaned up and, you know. Good yeah, to go. yeah, we appreciate that, man. Hell yeah, a, a man. Lot, man. The more people that get to hear us, or the the I guess the more options they have to be able to hear us, the better. Right. So we're we're doing good as far as we're picking up on on plays. And I mean, you think a, a song? I was talking to Mullis about this uh, the other day. Like listening to a song, it's three minutes is one thing, but spending an entire hour with art no mass three jackasses <laughs> i mean that's a whole nother you know that's a whole nother thing so to be able to put in that kind of time that's that's really cool hell yeah it's i mean all y'all listening that's fucking cool i think we make it interesting we try to i mean and the thing is the funny thing is is it's always just goofy shit it's it's just shit that that's happened or shit this is pure comedy right but it's real life yeah. like it's honest it's provable it's not like oh he's just telling a story no lies here. Right. <laughs> so which brings me to today, because today is going to be uh, awesome for y'all. Hell yeah. <laughs> there, there's probably going to be a lot of shit talking about me, but I, I think I can tote it. Hell yeah. Uh, so That's even better. For episode 20 <laughs> of the RDB podcast, we have one, the oldest member with an RDB tattoo. Oh, yeah, I do. Two, he's the only RDB member that I, I think, yeah, he's the only that RDB member that hasn't done a has, chili willy. Hasn't done a chili willy. <laughs> Probably won't. <It's, laughs> uh, we can do a variation or something. We'll do. We'll, I drink whatever. Yeah. I to my <laughs> so for season one, episode 20, RDB podcast, we have my dad. Hell yeah. My dad. It's. I am. We're not going to cover this all in one, one episode. Um, so if you enjoy it, which you might fucking not, but <laughs> oh, I'm sure I will. If you do, we we love to have you back. Sure. Um, that's going to be exciting. So yes. before we get into all that wild shit, uh, how's everyone's week been? Our week's been pretty good. We got to get up all together. What Thursday? Go watch Crash Up Derby. That was awesome. Hell yeah, it was. That track shot at the very end yes. was gnarly. Gnarly. Man. A good finish. Cool. A good he took finish. a lick, man. It was cool. Got it was, uh, uh, country a little scared for no, next not at weekend. All. Not at all. He's, That's making, like, he's making that up. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, a lie, con- That's a lie say, being told. Country was pumped the fuck up. He kept trying to get closer to that motherfucker. I did at the end, dude. I got a great shot. He got he excited as hell. dirt, and me and Riley took off. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, they threw that dirt at me. I was like, hell yeah. Can't wait to get in the car. Slinging fucking dirt, too. Holy shit. It was awesome. That was the first crash-up derby I've ever been to, like, as a grown adult. That was, I will say, that was the most country-ass shit I've ever been to. And what was funny is I played at that same place. Uh, I opened for a dude named Shane Owens. 
right next to that to the grandstands and never knew that that was a crash up derby arena <laughs> it was awesome well if you think that was white trash bash we'll wait until next weekend when you yeah. guys are in the pits and you're able to uh, get a little closer and, and we can take beer in uh, i mean yeah. we're not taking beer in no we're we are not. taking we're liquor taking in. liquor in. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be awesome yeah, that's gonna is. be exciting you think I'm going to get in that car stiffed up? I'm going to be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> they say if you get in a car accident and drunk, you're, you know, that's what that's people less likely to die, right? Yeah. You see people getting these crazy DUI wrecks and kill people, and they're over there walking away. It's We're like, not telling you to get drunk so you be safe. Well, no, I'm not telling you that, but I'm telling you I'm going to be drunk for this wreck fest. Well, yeah, because you're going to get the shit beat out of you. <laughs> like yeah. we've it's said time happen. and time again, we don't uh, support drunk driving, but we may do it. Oh. This will be this once will be, in a while. It has happened. This will be a, a private property and off the streets, so we're Man, good. We're driving the derby car home. <laughs> a good, that some bitch wins. There's a good chance I drive Hell it out there. Oh yeah, well, as far as it'll get, as far as it'll get, shooting flames out we'll the damn hood. That bitch on the side of Westover. <laughs> hey, we'll see. I think we got a good car. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Hey, Big D said he gonna leave his car there. He Big, ain't D, doing Big D's that not anymore. in it. I'm, going, I'm no? the only. Yep, I'm the only in there. So, damn. There's a good chance some boys beat up on me because I ain't gonna have no help out there. But we'll see what. I happens. was gonna say what happened. I thought he was nah, you got help. I mean, I, I should have <laughs> help. Big D's done enough of these. He's got you know. He's got some guys. That yeah, help me out a little bit. Hell yeah. Or they'll just beat the shit out of you. Whatever. This is my first one. I'm, I don't know what to expect. I just know we're going to have a good time. Yeah, yeah, first I can't time wait. out, let's tag this boy. I can't <laughs> wait for the update na- the week after about how fucking sore he is. He'll probably record. He probably, probably won't be able to make it. Yeah, he's probably talked to me the next morning. I'm really going to feel We'll call you on the phone. We'll just call you. You can call in. You ain't <laughs> got to get out of I'll be here next Wednesday as long as we're having a show. I'll be here. Hell yeah. Hell of course yeah. I will next week because it's not till weekend after. So, uh... Big day for you tomorrow. Big day. Big day. Pretty big day. Pretty big. Real big. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Opening for fucking Tracy Lawrence. Yeah, that's that's big. That's big. He's like, yeah, yeah, beating around the bush. Come on, man. <laughs> no, man. It's, it's uh, a big deal to us as your friends because it's, it's, it's yeah. good to see you in that position, you know, knowing the work that you put in. I appreciate that. Uh, shit, don't appreciate it. You did the work. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you did I'm excited. It. Yeah. I'm We're excited. happy for you. I got a set list built. I feel like uh, my dad probably be pissed because there's a song in there that he wants that I didn't put in there. We might can move some shit around. So we'll <laughs> I think see it's we a, can't make it happen. I don't know what Pops wants in there. He wants uh, the, hey, the ranch hand song. No, he, he wants a ranch hand song. Oh, well, I'll tell you, that's a pretty solid playlist you got there. It's a pretty good set. I think I got it set up pretty good. Fuck yeah. the ranch hands. <laughs> <laughs> No, we got fuck out. we got a big week coming up with them. Uh, week of Thanksgiving, I think yeah. week of Thanksgiving. I got a big week with yep. them. I think we got five shows or four shows, something like that. That's gonna be awesome. And then we're gonna have a parking lot party. Parking lot party, December second. Can't yeah. wait at Roosters. That's gonna be some trashy ass shit. Hey, Putting us on a damn semi trailer. I'm gonna celebrate my birthday that night. Hell yeah, we so, can celebrate. Yeah, hell yeah. So. Uh, Fun fact, really one of the first shows we went to with Riley was parking lot party. That was like Yeah, played full we all when Hollow Heart first came out. Hanging out. Yeah. Was, someone yeah. was like, Hey, uh, when are you gonna start playing again? I said, I don't know the fuck <laughs> you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Aren't you playing in parking lot? I was like, That's Riley, dude. <laughs> I'm Mike. 
Yeah, we do kind of all favor just because we're fat and have beards. Fat guys with beards. And then if I put <laughs> glasses on, like we get asked in gas stations and shit if if we're if we're twins if we're brothers aj same thing i'm sure if aj was with you somewhere y'all too and your brother you seen at the crash shop derby yeah that that wasn't my brother (laughs) that dude had a chin strap like straight underneath his chin like not on his chin underneath holding his second chin up yeah it looked like ridiculous (laughs) ridiculous that's that's it but besides the point um, yeah, have, big big day, big day. Yep. So big day for you. I got some. I got a fly ass outfit. I'm aware. Uh uh-uh, uh. Them lemon pepper steppers. I got this turquoise pearl snap. I got some black fucking Levi jeans and the gators. I'm busting the gators. Hell yeah, his feet gonna be killing him yep. after them thirty. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gonna be awesome. I'm excited, man, for real. Hell yeah. It's uh, it's it's big. I mean. Big and then I go to Nashville next week, uh, Monday. That's be fun to talk about. Yeah, I'll be there till Thursday, so we'll miss out next week unless we get up on the weekend. We'll yeah. we'll side that later. We can yeah, we can work that out. That's whatever. Absolutely, Sunday or something. Well, let's dig in. The it depends on how Mike feels. I think that'll be the perfect because <laughs> Mike's gonna be feeling like shit. That's gonna be the best day to <laughs> really know what I'm feeling like. Hell yeah, well, we'll be back. We uh. I'll bring my dad in. That's going to be great. <laughs> so we're just going to get right into it. <laughs> this is great. We're going to start like uh, uh, adolescent Rob. Rob's adolescent years. So that's my dad's name, Rob. We, uh, you, you grew up, what, two brothers? Yeah, two brothers, no sisters. So what we got told, what we got told is he grew up in a trailer and he had to walk two miles uphill every day. Both ways, rain, sleet, snow, barefoot. Six feet of snow, 40 below both ways. Two miles. Two miles. This motherfucker lived next door to the school. He hopped a (laughs) fence and he's in the parking lot. (laughs) Maybe it was snow and rain, sleet, whatever. (laughs) Y'all lived right next to the school, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Elementary school. Yeah. Yeah. How much hell y'all raised there? We had to take a bus to go to go to town which was 10 miles away to go to high school i got you yeah how much how much trouble you get in elementary school nah, we were pretty good there it was when we got to high school things were a little bit different but um elementary school was all right i got you yeah that's okay. when all the trouble happens when you get to high school yeah. yeah and like i know the three of y'all are tight you know you and your brothers but i'm sure growing up it wasn't like that no i think we were typical Kids growing up, I mean, we lived in a, in a rural area, and 10 miles away from the closest town. And, uh, you know, growing up, I think we, we uh, it's like every brother, you beat the shit out of each other and got into <laughs> shit and stirred up shit. But um, if anybody started shit with one of your brothers, you'd be the first one there to help him. Yeah. So just a typical redneck goddamn kids growing up, that's all. <laughs> a redneck. And you were the oldest. Yeah. Or you, you yeah. are the oldest. Yep. yep. Still are. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, Shit. So there's, <laughs> there's two years between me and uh, and your Uncle Len, and then there's six years difference between me and Uncle Jamie. Gotcha. Which one pissed you off more growing up? Like, which one got you into more like, oh, God, I'm sure damn. I pissed them off more than anything, <laughs> but uh, I think we, we each had our own battles and stuff, you know, growing up. Jamie was the youngest, so... Uh, 
Yeah, well, he seemed like as the baby, we kind of probably picked on him a little bit more than we should have, but um, he survived. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, you, so I don't know all the, all the stories, but one that's always stuck with me was you all played hockey. I mean, you know, we're, we're from Canada. That's kind of, that's like religion up there. Uh, you knocked out uncle Lynn. Y'all got into a fight. Yeah. I didn't really knock him out, but you know, I, I had, I'd been boxing amateur boxer for a few years and spent a little bit of time in the ring and the gym and. Uh, actually, Uncle Len actually did a little bit of that too. Um, you know, we we were messing around on the front yard, kind of playing street hockey in the winter time, and then one thing led to the other. And next thing you know, he hit me with a stick. I wasn't too happy, so he got a punch in the back of the head and ended up hitting the ground. I had to tote him in the house and get him a bucket of ice and put it on his head. It was all swelled <laughs> up. So, so from what what I heard is you carried him all the way home with your skates still on. No, we didn't have skates on. I think we were in our, but we, I, we could have. I don't remember it a long time ago, but all I know is I felt, it felt good when I hit him. When I looked at his eyes, it didn't feel so good then. I, yeah. I think I cried more than he did when I carried him in the house. <laughs> I had to worry, yeah. Like, damn, I might have fucked him up for real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then y'all heathen-ass kids, I remember this story from Grandma, talking about y'all put a hole in a refrigerator, yeah, we had a dartboard in the, in the porch area of the house, and the kitchen door was open. And I I don't know if it was Uncle Len or me pissed off at Jamie and chucked a dart at his head, and he moved just in time and went right into Grandma's new refrigerator door. So there was a hole there, and then uh, there was a twenty two hole in the roof. What did y'all do to cover it? Because it didn't get caught well, then, for a minute, uh, one right? of them fridge magnets. They move pretty easy. Just slide it over the hole. Right. <laughs> and then when they're you know all the meat they go buy for groceries or something, you know, all thawed out in the freezer, you know, you wonder. <laughs> yeah, why is there all was this a, shit going bad? There was a twenty two hole in the ceiling of the kitchen. Oh god, that's a story and a half. <clears throat> What happened there? Uncle Adam, he, he wasn't a very good shot. <laughs> he grabbed a twenty two and he didn't realize the clip was still in it and jacked a shell in it and thought he was somebody off a of gun smoke and pulled the trigger and off she went. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Uh, what was it like explaining that one? Well, we just took a little toothpaste and filled that hole in, so <laughs> fucking toothpaste. <laughs> well, white toothpaste, white ceiling, you can't see shit then, so God damn. Um, yeah, I'm Sure, I put every gray hair on my mama's head. Yeah. So. Well, no, Uncle Lynn put one. He he put a gun. He pulled a gun on the damn landlord. <laughs> no, no. We, my buddy of mine and I went hunting one day and come home and it'd been. Snowing. Uncle Lynn and guns don't yeah, miss. Snowing and raining and guns got all wet. And I brought them in the house and put them on the kitchen table and uh, told my buddy, I said, I'll oil them up, clean them up. So for tomorrow morning. Glenn come in there and grabbed a 30-odd six and pulled the bolt back and shoved her in, not realizing there were shells in it. And he's looking across the trailer park with crosshair sitting on the neighbor. <laughs> he said, I can see the sweat rolling down his forehead. I'm like, yeah, well, you might want to put that fucking gun down. It's loaded. <laughs> so, yeah, You're about to see the blood we running down his forehead. <laughs> we learned real quick right there we don't leave guns around along the land. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. 
He needs a safety course. Yeah, he just needs. He's still up. he's still not a fan of guns. <laughs> no, you know, I don't know. To this I mean, day, I, I, several years later, um, you know, when shit when your kids were born and stuff, and he, he came up one time, we went hunting and um, had a good time. So I think I think he's got a different respect for him now. Back then, I mean, shit, like I said, we were just kids. We didn't know any yeah. different, right? Back then, he was fucking Josie Wales. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Fuck, yeah. Don't piss down my neck and tell me it's raining. <laughs> Hell, yeah. So, when did you start boxing? I, we've, I mean, we've never really... I know we've had conversations about all this, but we've it's never been super specific. So Yeah. Um, I think I started when I was in elementary school. Uh, I want to say I think I was 9 or 10 when I started. Because you boxed for a long time. Yeah, I, I think when I started, I was boxing like... 85 pounds and mm-hmm. i think when i quit um 18 19 i think i was i was like boxing around 145 something like that so <clears throat> i i think all in total i probably had about 100 125 fights shit yeah I got and beat, then i got shit beat out of me quite a bit <laughs> <laughs> you i mean you did some shit beating though uh, you did a, well, I've been mean, I've been to a lot of tournaments, so I, I got lucky. I mean, I wouldn't say lucky. I mean, it, it's like anything. You, you want work, silver you, gloves, right? You work hard. I've been to the bronze gloves, silver gloves. Been to the golden gloves twice. Um, I nationals, lost. I, right? I lost. No, I didn't get get go to the nationals, but I got came in second twice at the golden gloves. So when you go there, the golden gloves is uh, you know you you could be fighting someone that's got twelve hundred fights. You could be fighting somebody who's got 1,800 fights. I mean, you just, you never know, yeah. right? I fought a kid one time from Everett, Washington, and I give that some bitch everything I had, and he just looked at me and spit me out like a dishwasher. Like, yeah, he was that good. He was that fast. Yeah. I mean, he, you could just tell that he had had more experience. And we're growing up in a small town. Um, we had a really good coach. Um, he's an old-school coach. He's from Denmark. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, you talk about, and you know, it's funny because his son is my best friend back home. And we talk a couple times a year, and and we last time we talked was um, this summer, and uh, we were talking about all these people and these concussions. And we didn't have a concussion protocol back then when we were kids. Shit, we'd go to the, go to the gym. And, I mean, you're getting ready to go to a tournament, man. You you get in the ring and you spar. 10, 12, 14 rounds, and you're beating, beating the, the shit out of each other. You ain't got no goofy headgears and shit, man. You're wailing away on each other. Yeah. There's many a time. Kicked. There's many times I got home. Papa would pick me up and after after training and go home, and I get up in the morning. I remember how to get home. How I got home, you know. That's not fucking good. We do that all the time now. No. <laughs> so and we don't be doing no fighting. If you, the only time that if when we were boxing, if if you. The only time you really had to be checked out is if you got knocked out in a fight, then you had to be out for a week or two, and then you'd have to go to a doctor to get them to clear you. But, I mean, the the, the punishment we put on each other back, nobody knew anything about it back then, right? You just yeah. beat the shit out of each other. Um, and it was no different when I started playing hockey, man, getting wrapped in the head with a stick, getting run. I mean, I, I split my head open on a in a fight one night playing hockey. I was out of work for 10 weeks with a... With a uh, split. I got thirteen stitches in the head and a broken collarbone. Damn. Jesus. So it's just like, yeah, you know, back then it was. So I kind of started when I was young, and then, and like I said, our old school coach, he would never throw the towel in. Man, you, you see guys. I mean, you'll see trainers that'll throw a towel in on a fight. And say, man, my fighter's done. That's yeah. their way of saying, hey, we need to stop this fight because yeah. I don't want him to get hurt. Not a chance, man. 
Some bitch go if someone's if, if you just, walk by stuck. the corner and said, Man, you need to chuck that in because I can only see out of one eye. He's like, Nah, you got one good eye, keep going. Right? Fuck. That's how it's it was. Son of a bitch. So Y'all had to be. You didn't have a choice. Yeah, but um I, you know, and, and I before our coach passed away several years ago, I mean, I remember him telling me out of I think our club, um over thirty eight hundred fights, we never had a fighter that got knocked out in our club. Damn. And that's, that's right from from you know eighty five pound guys to, to to big heavyweights, so yeah when we when holy when, shit when our club walked in the dressing room, um, so when you go to a tournament you'd have to share a dressing room with three or four other different clubs, yeah when there and there was some clubs that our coach he just hated their coaches, <laughs> shit man we'd walk into a dressing room and that was it the coaches were going at it but when we walked in people like they stepped aside because yeah they know these boys, these northern boys were coming to play you know. So, but I think like carried th- like a carried some sort of like like a reputation. Yeah, Nobody maybe. got knocked out, right? No, but but I, I mean think- that's that's big to say though, because I mean knockouts are. I mean it's not uncommon. No, no, no. I mean, it's pretty normal, especially you go you know ten rounds, twelve rounds, right? I mean, yeah, you're just gonna get tired and get fucking knocked out. Someone's yeah. gonna get lucky. Look at these football players today. I mean, these guys getting targeted, getting hit in these helmets and stuff. I mean, they got. The helmets they wear now, I mean, are probably better than what they were 20 years oh, ago. Absolutely. You know? It was just a leather cap. Yeah. yeah. So you go back to <laughs> not you know, 20 years. Yeah. Now, now the, yeah. I mean, still, I mean, they're, they're, they're like still air, a lot air, better. Yeah. They're air yeah. pads in there now. Yeah. They have like concussion padding. Yeah, and you go that. back to the old school days where, where, you know, them old 25 years ago, those guys played football, man. Them boys were tough. You had right. to be, right? If you hit Tom oh, Brady the way you used to hit him now, you go straight to prison. Yep. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> He's been put through the fucking ringer. But I, I, I got a lot of respect for Tom Brady. I I'm sorry. I want to drink some avocado tequila with him. All you got to <laughs> do is find him. He'll do it. <laughs> I, I'll say this about any pro sport. I mean, any athlete. I, I got a lot of respect for him because it's a whole different level, right? You know, yeah. we we can you can go. I mean, I played hockey for 20 years. I didn't get to play in any big leagues. I played in. I guess what you'd call them is bush league. Right, beer league. You oh, get to bring. Was, you're allowed to bring beer to the game. Oh, you're was, supposed to bring beer yeah, to the game. It was beer league. It was bush league. I mean, shit. We had guys coming out of there at the end of a game with no teeth, getting teeth knocked out, and um, shit. I got, I got roll time. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got a tooth knocked out one afternoon, and uh, well, I got elbowed in the mouth and split my tooth in half, and I made her to the dentist that afternoon, in between periods, and got back to the third period. Jesus. Yeah, give give me a shot in the mouth and <laughs> numbed her up and away we went. <laughs> oh, I mean, he, yeah, you, you had to have, like, I remember growing up, he'd have so many fucking dentist appointments because he still played hockey and, like, go and get a fucking root canal because one of them died. Or, <laughs> oh, it's funny because uh, for years, every time we'd move, D would get us a new dentist and a new doctor, and you go in there, and the first thing they're going to do is take x-rays of your mouth. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what the fuck have you done to your mouth? <laughs> Meth. <laughs> <laughs> no, have you no. been chewing concrete, sir? <laughs> yeah, I mean. But, yeah, you know, back to my boxing career. I mean, it, it was it was something that uh, towards the end I got tired of it. It was, it was uh, man, I was 18, 19, man. It was time to drink beer and chase girls, and I didn't want to go. To yeah, well, anymore. and then so in Canada, drink, uh, drinking age is 19. 19, yeah. So yeah, you smart. was you was ready to go. You you just raring ready to go. Yeah. So it, uh, I tell people I bo- I was an amateur boxer from from eight 
10, well, 10 years old, probably till I was 18 or 19. And then I continued my boxing into the, onto the ice when I played hockey. Um, <laughs> he only got one fight the entire time we ever watched him go play hockey, like gr- growing up. But he, him and some big ass, big ass dude got into it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like I said, it, that's, uh, it was tough back then. Like I said, the, the, the concussion stuff, that was, you know, I never really thought about it until you start, you know, me and my buddy were talking. It's like, God damn, man, we used to beat the shit. There's lots of times you couldn't remember stuff. Yeah, so you had tons of concussions. Just didn't know it. How Probably. many knockouts you think you had boxing? I don't think I've ever knocked anybody out, but I think, uh, I can't remember, but I know I had a lot of um, TKOs, technical knockouts that would stop. Man, just yeah. beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah. I remember there was a lot of times you'd go to a tournament, though, and, and somebody that <clears throat> was supposed to come in your weight class never showed up. You know, but, hey, we got a guy that's two weight classes ahead of you. They ain't got anybody to fight. My coach goes, yeah, shit, he'll fight him. Fuck it. That's So you yeah. had to, uh, you I, had a little, of a little bit of a disadvantage. Yeah, I remember, and he told me, he said, man, this kid ain't tough. He said, as soon as the bell rings, take the center of the stage and go to her. I'm like, all right, buddy. <laughs> bell rang. I went out there, and I... He threw a jab and I slipped it and threw it right and he threw a left hook and man it hit me and right my eyes started swelling up right there. Mm. Yeah, and I turned into a gymnast after that because I ran that fucking ring. That prick never caught me after that. <laughs> <laughs> he hit hard, Hell hit way yeah. too hard. Well, I'm sure you know having that much of a two weight classes up. Yeah, I ain't like twenty. I ain't like twenty some pounds heavier than me. Jesus, yeah, that's a little thump. That's that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. So another fun fact about my dad. Uh, so you said you quit boxing when you were 18, 19. When he was 19, he hired out with the railroad. Fun fact, when I was, when I was 19, I hired out with the railroad. And I'm Same still age. there and he's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's still there. I, yeah, I, I remember know. when I hired on, they told me, they said, we can guarantee you summertime work. And I thought, well, this would be a good summer job. And it is a good summer job I'm about the rest of the year. <laughs> now, I mean, after 37 years, I'm still doing it. I mean, it's the railroad's been good to me, provided a, you know, a good living for me and, and, and my wife and, and kids. And if it wasn't for the railroad, you wouldn't be sitting right here where you are today. So right. you know, it's it's done, done wonders for me. And I'm a little jealous, a little pissed off. I mean, Riley got to leave the railroad before me, but... <laughs> I got about eight, eight and a half more years and I'll be done. Fuck, I'm, I mean, I might have to go back. And we don't know yet. Well, if you think like that, then you will have to. So yeah, we don't know. Look at it, you it's don't just, have to. It might. I don't know. I don't want to. Keep doing what you're doing. You're going to be just fine. Yeah. Absolutely. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. So when he started with the railroad, you said it was seasonal. And then yep. being in, he, he worked at a lot of, a lot bigger property than I did as far as like when, where, where he worked at the majority of his time. Um, so it was, it was seasonal because like low, slow, slow season, they'd lay you off cause you had low seniority or whatever. So what would you do in amongst working at the railroad? I know you've bounced, you bounced at your best friend's bar. You damn, you, you did logging. I mean. Yeah, I'd, I did a little bit of everything, I guess, when, when, like you said, when you got laid off on the railroad because things slowed down. Um, did a little bit of construction. 
um, with one of my cousins, did some work with him. Um, but most of the time, I you know, I go to work in the bush. I was a logger. In the bush. Yeah, go work in the bush. <laughs> and you pack a chainsaw for eight or ten hours a day, you'd be glad to go back to the railroad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'll appreciate that job a lot. Yeah. Well, so yeah. what'd you do, what'd you call it? What what'd you go do when you you'd pack a chainsaw around and that shit? So they'd pull the they they'd lop the trees down with like a like a I don't know the name a buncher? A feller buncher. Yeah, so a couple of things. So <clears throat> that's uh mechanical logging. So there was a lot of I did some stuff with conventional logging. So what's that? Where you'd work in steep terrain where you couldn't get machines up there to cut the trees. And, and a lot of the trees were big Douglas fir. They were huge. So you'd have hand fallers that would come in and fall. Um, and I've worked as a barkerman. So when they get, when the trees would get fallen, the skidder would bring them to a landing and you'd take a tape and you'd measure them and you'd limb them and you cut them all into lengths. Uh, and then they would get decked and get put on a logging truck and taken to the sawmill. Let's break that down real quick. So, the faller, faller cuts. He's the cutting trees. them down. He's 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 a cutter, so he's cutting trees and laying them on the ground. How do they haul it up that steep terrain? With with a cat or a skitter? They have like a cable like a line dozer. or something. So yeah, the dozer. You'd have a, probably a D six dozer that would have a one inch main line with about a six, cable. Yep, big long fifty foot cable on yep. it with chokers on it where you'd wrap around the log, around the log and pull it up. Yep, and okay. Then and then you'd pull it down. You'd pull it down to a main landing where it's a big cleared off spot. And they would, uh, that's where the guys on the landing would take, they'd have chainsaws and they would measure these logs and cut them into certain lengths. That's bucking? Bucking. And you cut all the? Cut all the limbs off and you and you buck them to length. Okay. <clears throat> if there's any rot in the tree, you'd cut the rot out. Okay. And, you lost uh, me a deck. That's where I wouldn't. And then you would with. deck them. So deck them is where you'd have a loader, a front end oh, wheel loader that would pick them up, put them in. And you'd sort them and put them in deck. So you could have short logs on one side, saw logs on the other, uh, pulp logs on a different side. So you would sort them out. And then when the logging truck come in, he'd load them. And then you were just shitting outside all day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like a cat. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. a bear. What would you do for uh, toilet paper? You just use like clothes? Ass with lease. No, you'd. You take some because I, I learned you the ever hard like, way. You ever like come home without a sock? I come home without a sock, without a chunk of t-shirt. There's a whole few well, things big, I come home big with. Big countries came home without his sleeves before I've seen that. Happen. I've done it at work. I've had oh, to do yeah. it. Got to do what you got to do, man. I've lost my sleeves. <laughs> it's time to go. It's time to go. Desperate times. That's not desperate, desperate times. Time. You got to shit. I'll shit wipe my ass with my boss. Here's some yeah. free ball back home. I yeah. don't give a fuck. Me either. <laughs> Use pine cone if you can get one of them. Nah. Nah. Damn, I ain't thinking nah. nothing like that in my ass. <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. No. Uh-uh. Just be sure you don't grab poison ivy and like that motherfucker. Uh, that won't feel too uh, good. We go sockless underwear. There's this shit up in Canada called Devil's leaves. Club. It's like a wide ass leaf, like like two hands worth wide. And it looks like a maple leaf, but it grows on on a like a green vine. It looks uh-huh. like the perfect toilet paper. And if you, it's got little spines on it. You touch it, man, you'll be itching and scratching for forever. Wipe your ass with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah don't that do would, it. That would not be good. Don't do it. You know what? That I, I don't know why that made me remember this. So you did do some terrible shit. I don't know if it was elementary school. There was some time you put a damn tack on a teacher's chair. 
No, I was high school. And I said I was good in elementary school. I wasn't so good. Nah, high school wasn't so good. Yeah. I hate to backtrack that far, but I want to. I want them to hear that. That's hilarious. So there was uh, a group of boys, I guess, uh, some couple of brothers and some cousins, and, and they were kind of country folk too, but they were always joking. You know, they'd slip a tack down on your chair and. When you weren't looking, sit down and be jerking that thing out your ass. Well, <laughs> one of their cousins, he's a little bit goofy. Well, somebody brought an upholstery tack to class, and them sons of bitches about an inch and a quarter long. Yeah. <laughs> slid it down on there, and he sat on it, and he jumped up, squealing like a little girl, slung his ass around at the teacher and screaming at the teacher, pull it out, pull it out, get it out, pull it out. Hell no. Yeah, they had to take him to the doctor. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's unfortunate for him. Yeah, he was a little bit squirrely, but yeah, yeah. I, I think, mean, I, think I would be too. stuck in your ass. You get a little squirrely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He wasn't expecting that. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. What's some of the wildest shit you did growing up? Uh, man. Maybe there's some stuff I can't say on here, but well, well we can uh, always you, edit it. Yeah, <laughs> you can, uh, you know, don't incriminate yourself. No, you know, <laughs> I, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, we were always like go to parties and have fun and do shit. I mean, I, we were never one to like. Uh, we, there was a lot of kids we we hung around and grew up. and They were kind of shit disturbers and vandals and stuff. And, and I never really was into vandalizing people's stuff. Or I can tell you, one time we went to an outdoor party. And uh, my cousin decided he was going to go do some dirt work and build a new road because there was a D8 cat sitting there parked, and he fired that thing up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, somebody called the owner. Next thing you know, the police showed up and uh, arrested him. Oh, God. And, yeah, I'm not stealing it. I'm just doing work. <laughs> well, they took him down to the owner's house, and the owner um, was having a house party himself. And he was drunk, and when he got to the door, the police said, you know, this is uh, this gentleman here was uh, driving that cat you got that parked up there where you're building a new subdivision, and uh, he decided to build a new road with it. And uh, the owner's like, I'm drunk. He goes, um, you ain't going to do that anymore, are you, son? He goes, no, sir. He said, okay, take him back. He'll be all right. <laughs> Hell Yeah. yeah. I'll That's say, a, what, what did I miss? I was, I was your uncle, Tom. Was, no, shit. Well, tell us about Country, you country asked me what, if one of the craziest things. Well, I'm sorry, go ahead. Keep, well, keep going. Tell uh, him. You got to get your mouth up on that. Uh, well, tell us about uh, Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom running away. Uncle Tom's awesome. Oh, no. <laughs> we, we'll, we, yeah, we'll wait on that. No, country's asked me about the, some of the wildest shit we've done. And I remember <laughs> one time went to a house party and, or an outdoor party. And, oh, no, this is wild right And, uh, there was a D8 cat parked there, and Uncle Tom decided he was going to build a new road so we could get out of there. Yeah, you and Uncle Tom got into a bunch of shit. Yeah, let's just say we've... Um, if there's like a dynamic duo, that's I'd it. say we're well-known. <laughs> well-known. <laughs> yeah, well-known. Everybody in that town knows y'all's name, not in a good way. Yeah, you could put us in that uh, Feel Like Saturday song, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Category. Yeah. yeah. Got to learn it from somewhere. Yeah, got to. <laughs> well, see, I, I, I blame this, and I don't blame anybody, but 
I mean, we we did our own shit, but um, our dads screwed up growing up and raised because they would sit around and tell stories about what they used to do when we were youngins, and we thought, well, shit, that ain't nothing. We can give that a go, right? And uh, I remember one time my both my dad and, and his dad, my uncle, said, uh, we should probably never said that shit because you two are worse than anything we've ever done. <laughs> Who'd you cut the – who were you with when you cut the whiskers off your cat? That wasn't me. That was Uncle Jamie. Uncle Jamie got the yeah. whiskers off a cat. Yeah. Couldn't and walk. And he broke the tail on the cat, too. So the cat, <laughs> cat couldn't walk. Yeah, he, what? he, he walked lop-eared. He, he looked like he was drunk when he was walking. That cat. Because <laughs> he cut the whiskers off, and then they the cat, had no balance. Too much the cat catnip. Would, the cat was coming through the door, and every time Uncle Jamie closed the door, you know, the kid, cat's tail get caught in the door. And my dad one time said, to make sure you don't slam that door on that cat's tail. And cat was coming in and going a little bit slower and uncle jamie looks well watch your tail kitty <laughs> that's it snapped her in half holy shit yeah. and then papa so your your dad my granddad he the, he ran he had to run in with not that cat but a different cat right and he said he said he obliterated a cat in the fucking trailer park one night i don't know about that but i did know a story Something where like him a cat and the, getting up on a wood box meowing no, I'm gonna no. get that fucking cat. So years ago, in that same trailer park where we lived, before we were born, or I was born, and, the, and my brothers, uh, my dad told me a story that there was all kinds of feral cats around there, and the landlord wanted them gone. So him and uh, him and a good friend of his would sit out on the front step, put a couple cans of sardines out in the driveway, and when the cats come around, they would shoot the cats. Hell yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I kind of do that in my backyard now with birds. I just baited them. Oh, birds, birds squirrels. Yeah, you're not going to let your mama uh, hear this because she's, you know, she's <laughs> she an animal lover. She said she can't wait right? to hear it. I, yeah. Well, to, she started hearing us killing cats and shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I, I grew up with a guy and uh, grew up killing cats. <laughs> I still do. Uh, but I grew up with a guy that he told me uh, when he was growing up, his dad put a water hose in a cat's mouth and taped its mouth closed and turned the water hose on. Oh, God damn. Yeah, that was pretty uh, it's pretty gnarly. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I'd say. Blew that, that bitch uh, up. <laughs> it reminds me of that story I was telling about the, the fellow that um, got that upholstery tack. Yeah. So them boys... All lived, and and I thought we lived in the country. These guys lived 40 miles out in the country. Jesus. And they had, um, you know, they had chicken coops and stuff like that. Well, the neighbor's dog kept getting in to the chicken house. And the dad said, you boys get out there and take care of that goddamn dog. I'm about to have enough of it. And they done told the neighbor to keep your dog out of the yard. Well, so the boys went, the chickens were going crazy one day. They said they went, they went over. Seen the dog in the chicken house. They went and got a, an old blanket, wrapped it around that dog, and drug it out to the front door. And the old man came out with a wire brush. Took that tail, lifted it up, and took a wire brush to that dog's ass and grabbed a handful <laughs> oh, grabbed a handful of turpentine. And they said that dog was dragging his ass down the dirt road and he never came back. <laughs> Still dragging his ass. Oh, yeah. yeah. I imagine so. Yeah. Still dragging <laughs> he, his He looked ass. like a two-legged dog, front legs only, going Jesus. home. <laughs> yeah. Lord have mercy. They were hillbillies. I'm telling you, man. They were <laughs> they, <laughs> they were hillbillies. Yeah. 
I wouldn't oh. get no hakes from them sons of bitches. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Where them A's coming from? Yeah, from a wild dog. Wow. Never thought I would hear a wire brush up a dog's ass. That's wild. That's fucking wild. My bastard never came back, they said. God damn. I can only imagine how he treated people if he did that to a dog. Right. Like, that's... Uh, <laughs> That's yeah, they, were a little, they were a little strange. You could have probably say. did a movie on them. They may have. They <laughs> there might be eyes. one. Yeah. So, when you hired out for the railroad, how far did you have to move? Because you, you moved to what? Revelstoke, right? Yeah. Re- so Revelstoke, I, I BC. Was, I was born and raised in, in, in Williams Lake. Yeah. And I moved to Revelstoke. Which is just a podunk-ass town in the yeah, middle of I, BC. Yeah, I, I think back in the day... Um, shit, fifteen twenty thousand people, but um, really, at one time I think it was forty thousand when I, I left know, there years and years and years ago. But I think back in the I'll day, say it used to be ten ten thousand people. Yeah, it might have been. It, yeah, it, it wasn't. Very, it's big. not very big. I mean, it's a to be where it's at. It's a yeah. Big so city. I mean, I, I grew up in a, in a town just ten miles. Um, I guess you ten miles south. Called 150 Mile House? 150 Mile House, which is part of the old, um, um, I guess what the hell is that? Chilcotin Trail or something? No, nah, like it was that? it was like the Gold Trail. I mean, it's like the Mile Gold Zero started in Lillooet and yeah, so you up, got so. like 10 mile. And and every there's towns just yeah, built every right little towns that were built prospectors that stopped right. there. I got you. <clears throat> and then I went to I moved because there's Lillewood. 100 mile. There's Oh shit! There's 32 mile. There's 70 mile. There's 84 mile. There's 108. There's 100 mile. I, I'm really familiar with 100 mile house and 150 mile house. Yeah, and then Lackalash was like 132 mile. Lackalash is the shit. Yeah, Lackalash is cool. That's a good late. Yeah, a good but night. um, Revelstoke's about five and a half hours away. It's kind of in the southeast corner. Of and that's corner. like foothills of the Rockies, like yeah. big mountains, big average, valleys. Average snowfall is 40 feet a year. Yeah, you said when you moved there, you moved in. Did, so did you live, so we have a lot of family from Revelstoke. Yep. We also have a lot of family in Revelstoke that worked on the railroad. Yeah. So, so your uncle, my great uncle, he retired from that railroad. Yep. I, and I actually, I lived with him. And, I was going to say, when you started, you moved in with him, right? Yep. You said he used to have to get out the second story window to shovel the snow off the front doorstep. Right. Holy. Like, that's like eight, nine feet of snow. Yep. Yep. Could y'all imagine that? If they, if there's snow touching yep. pavement here, we shut down. <laughs> so pretty much your whole family just runs trains. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, so my no, but we're qualified. Well, my you know my my dad worked on the railroad, not for long though, no. right? He his, he was more his dad. Logging. His dad worked on the railroad. No way. Yep. What? Yep. For how long? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was years ago. But because he come from what Norway? To, uh, he came from Norway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he okay. He worked in, I believe, I want to say, I think he was loading boxcars. Okay. Um, and then my dad, your papa, he worked in the rip track where they repaired cars. And then he went 
and he was a brakeman conductor or whatever. Yeah. And then he left the railroad and then Uncle Alan. He's smart. He uh he was a locomotive engineer. He was conductor, brakeman, locomotive engineer. Forever. Emmett worked on the railroad. No way. Yes, he was a locomotive engineer and he didn't I think he worked for a little while and then he quit and he was I'll say Uncle Emmett was an architect. He was a master carpenter. Yeah, so he's he's worked on huge. Well, he did. I mean, he's passed away now. Yeah, but he, he worked on the dam. He's worked on dams. He's Revelstoke worked, yeah. Dam. He worked on that. Uh, it's Dilling like Hill. the one of the biggest. Mica Dam. Uh, one of the biggest prisons in British Columbia. He worked on that. It's like a maximum security prison in or medium in, security prison in Kamloops. In Kamloops. Yep. I remember. And he that. worked on yeah Mica Dam, Revelstoke Dam. He, and Revelstoke Dam's huge. I mean, that's a big, I mean, he, he did a lot of cool shit. I didn't know he worked on the railroad. Holy did, yeah. shit. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. They're all smart and got out of it then. Yeah, just a couple of dummies of us left still. You and You and Alan <laughs> were the only ones that stuck it out. Tom's Alan, Tom Alan Tom still doing it. Tom's, Tom's still doing it. Uncle yeah. Brian, he just retired. Yep. He was an engineer. He he just he just got his retirement deal. Now you you if we wouldn't have moved from Canada, you'd be retired. Oh, I'd have been retired year long. Or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah a minute ago. Yeah, that kind of so guys kind of screws years you. Of service here. Yeah, right? so Mike, you pay into two different things. You, you so in Canada, you you pay into a, a pension plan <clears throat> on the Canadian Railroad, but down here in the U.S., if you work for a railroad that's with railroad retirement, it doesn't matter which railroad you work for, you pay into it. But because I left Canada and came down here to start, I had to start over. Kind of fucked them so, over. Yeah. Nah, shit, it's, it's all good. It is what it is. Yeah. Shit I, works I, out. I've got no regrets. I'm Give whatsoever. you something to do for eight more years, huh? That's shit right. works out. Oh, Miss D's got a whole lot of shit for me. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're going to get fucking paid for it this yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. The honeydew list gets shrunk when I, like, I got to travel. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's the only downside of you being there as long as you have. Like, just all the away from home time. You know, all the time away from home. It's. Uh, and it was different getting transferred down here because here you're going from a whole different country. You know, you're coming from Canada and, and, and coming here. And, um, you know, and like Riley said, when I when I worked up in Canada, when you worked as a locomotive engineer, and even when I went into management, um, the bigger operations, like a big, it was, it was. I mean, I worked for a couple of Class One railroads, so um, that's real big. When I went, when I started railroading, I, there was seventy five people on the extra board in my hometown or in the town where I worked in Revelstoke, and when you think about it. The seven, extra board's not even so like your so first in, first out. So I come in yeah, and I'm working I'm in, on call. Like I'm all on your the regular bottom jobs of the list. have people. There's 74 people in front of me got to get called before I'm going to work. And I'm like, yeah, man, this is, I ain't going to go to work for four or five days, right? I remember one time I left the house. I, I left work and walked home, got in the door 30 minutes later, the phone rang. We need you back. Got to go back to work. And you could do that then with no rest? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, didn't book any. Yeah, didn't book any. You so, just went right back in. So it was. I mean, it was just. A, it was a whole different culture, right? And so it's yeah. kind of like working CSX and SUP down here. But you know, it was a transition coming here. Um, when I got moved to North Alabama when we first came down here, um, you know, I was working in the Paw, Manitoba, 
which is middle of fucking nowhere. It is. Yeah, it's it, when I first got there, it was 45 below for three freaking weeks. It was cold. It was you can ice fish. The ice is like three feet thick. 45 below? Zero. School don't close down till mine is 50, motherfucker. Like, that shit cold. It gets 16 here. We're shutting everything down. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was 53 this morning. I was cold. That was- shit felt <laughs> nice. I, uh, I don't. I, don't I like I, hearing I my heater to get cold. I don't think I could do it again. I couldn't go back up in that cold stuff. But, um, Fuck but coming, no. But coming here, I remember when I left northern Manitoba, uh, they wanted to transfer me to Alabama. I said They said they want to send me to Gadsden, Alabama. I said, where in the hell is Gadsden, Alabama? I didn't know. And my the chief operating officer said, I want you to come down and spend a few days down here, and then I want you to come and try it out for a month. And if you like it, then we'll we'll transfer you. I left Winnipeg, Manitoba, minus 45, six feet of snow. Landed in Birmingham, Alabama, in 85-degree weather. I got all this heavy-ass leather jacket and shit on. I'm like, I'm about to melt. I spent three days in Gadsden. I called him in his room, went up, said, I said, I don't need to come back for a month. I'll take the job. I'm good. So... Fuck yeah. that cold weather. Yeah. So they transferred us, and then it was a process and a half, too, because it took seven years to become U.S. citizens. Yeah, and it was a minute. Every time you turn around, you had to go for more Something. fingerprints and more shit. And or getting shots. So, they give you all sorts of oh fucking man. weird shots. And the, and the cost. TB so, test. You know, you're... There's a lot of shit going on on the southern border, and people not happy with people coming into this country. I'm you're, you're sitting here talking to a guy, and well, two of us that came in the legal way, spent seven years, and went through hell to get I'd it rather done. Just and we jumped got over it. that goddamn fence. Shit, I'd have, <laughs> if I'd have known it was as easy to do, I'd have he one, drove us. I got a one way trip to goddamn Juarez and we'd cross the river and come on in. <laughs> we can all swim pretty good. I mean, I, I I don't begrudge anybody doing anything, but do it the right way, do it the legal way. I mean, but it was a lot. It was a lot for our family to go yeah. through. That's was, right. Yeah. But and the bigger thing was, shit, you couldn't get a speeding ticket. You couldn't get in trouble. I mean, nope. I used to ride these kids' ass. Don't you be getting in trouble because they'll load our ass up and send us back. And you know what I did? Got speeding tickets. <laughs> 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 like four of them bastards. God damn. Yeah, I got. Uh, yeah, I was not. I was not the best driver. Still are. Still out. are. I mean, I'm not now, but you're good, DD. I am. I am. Yeah. I'm not the best driver in the world. I've had to fix his car a couple times. One time we I've fixed to, it together, and we didn't speak. Yeah, <laughs> I had to fix a drywall <laughs> in the garage that um, Miranda hit. She hit the drywall with. With the trailblazer. Jesus. Drove right into some bitch. And then told you your mama it was her fault. I hit the fridge one time pulling my mom's trailblazer into the garage. Didn't tell nobody there was a big ass dent and nobody said shit. Is this the first time y'all were finding out about this? Probably that. They didn't know that I I went to jail until like three, four years ago. Well, I did notice that one day I got (laughs) home and my seat, the seat on my $40,000 Harley was not on right and I'm thinking what the yeah. fuck yeah I found out that his 
car wouldn't start and he used my harley davidson to jump a scar sure did thank god i knew how to start the bitch <laughs> he should have just drove the harley Nah, he wouldn't no, he wouldn't he be, he here, be here today. i don't know how to <laughs> i don't know how to drive a motorcycle i never have yeah, well, I can drive a dirt bike. I can drive a dirt bike. Drive a motorcycle then. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've rode many dirt bikes. The motorcycle thing, just I couldn't. I've get never it. drove a motorcycle. Couldn't get it. I'm oh, the opposite. Maybe I, I can't day. ride. I can't ride a dirt bike. It's the same. The nah, clutch. Nah. No, it's I'm, I'm talking. It's about leaning and 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 how to. You know, Harley Davidson. You run it with your knees anyway. You know, you don't do nothing with the steering. You're leaning it with your. I got a good friend of mine that he had. Yeah, Road King with, he had ape hangers on that. I couldn't touch them. I mean, they were that tall. And I seen him going down the road with cruise control on his bike, and he'd be texting and riding, oh, leaning his bike. He just balancing, just like yeah. riding a bike with no handlebars. I mean, just a heavier bike. It's like a unicycle. Well, way faster. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Hell, yeah, he works at a Honda plant. Yeah, well, he used to. Yeah. So, Uncle Tom might hear that. You, you can send this to him. Whenever it, whenever we, yeah, I'll send it to him like he sent me. So, he's supposed to be sending me a check, and that's all Michelle ain't showed up. Uncle Tom, you owe my dad some money. How much? How much money does he owe you? Well, because we, we, you, you with can, no you know, interest, you can, yeah, you, no yeah, interest, no just interest. straight at four hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> just talk the shit now. Now is your chance, Uncle so, Tom. Cut this man a check, and I take credit cards. <laughs> And he EBT. got Venmo, he got Cash App, he got whatever you want to send him. It's funny. So how does uh, he owe you this money? So it's so before I get to it, I'll say this. I got to see him in, in July. Yeah. Um, he came down and, and we had dinner with his, he's got a company down in, in the U.S. side now. And, he, he, uh, he still works on the railroad, yeah, but on the so, maintenance so, side. So the, he, he works for, for Remcan and... Uh, they started a satellite company kind of down in, in in the south, so I met with him. But the minute I saw him, I, I walked into the hotel and sent him I was here, and he came down. We just looked at each other and, and uh, give each other a hug, got a cold beer, and he's like, yeah, I'll send you that check. Right? So we still <laughs> joke about it. But several years ago when we worked together, he was a conductor. I was a locomotive engineer. I got a call one morning at about 4 o'clock. says, hey, you call for 530 to take a train north. I'm like, all right, who's my conductor? And they said, your cousin. <laughs> First time we ever worked together. I'm like, okay. They both worked. Well, we'd the worked together before, but we never worked together on a crew like that. I, when I started working, I trained with him a little bit because I came on after. But um, so we get on this. We're supposed to start work at five thirty. We both get to the office at five. We're looking at each other, not even on pay. We got to make some, set out some cars in the yard, pick up some cars. Well, I said, I don't want to sit here and just twiddle my thumbs till 530. So off we go. 535, he calls the dispatcher looking to get a track warrant to leave. And they're like, you're not even on, you just got on duty. He said, doesn't matter what time we got on duty. Just give us a fucking track warrant. We got to go. <laughs> so he gives us the track warrant. Off we go. We got to our terminal or we got to the end of the road where we're going. And he's calling for a track. Where do you want this train? They're like, man, you're two hours early. I said, I didn't ask you what time we were supposed to be here. Where do you want this fucking train? So we pull it in, put it away. They give us a ride back to the bunkhouse, and we're supposed to be there. Bunkhouse is where you sleep. It's just a room. It's it's rooms with bunk beds. Yeah. So and it'll be random strangers in that motherfucker. <laughs> they just all working. You know, everyone that works on the railroad, so you'd be stuck with anybody. 
Yeah. So we. Um, Sorry, I. No, no, you you're just, good. You're I'm, good. I'm no, gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. Not, yeah. No, good. So they we, don't know what a bunkhouse. We get is. over there and, and put our stuff up, and we ask the girl that give us a ride in the crew van. <clears throat> Tom says, "You want to go downtown? Maybe get a hamburger." Yeah, shit. Let's go. So we put our stuff up. She give us a ride downtown. Somewhere around 9, 30, 10 o'clock that night. I mean, we were so damn drunk, we couldn't hardly walk. <clears throat> so he goes to the lobby and calls the crew dispatcher and marks us off sick. He Well, he marked himself off sick, and then he's looking at me. And my head's on the table, and he's like, yeah, you were Mark Rob off too. He's sick. And they're like, well, what's wrong with you? Ah, uh, we, we just had some... <laughs> had some seafood for dinner, and I don't think we might have got some bad seafood. Two days later, we make it home. We had to hitch a ride on I'll a train. Say the story of going home is the best part. <clears throat> yeah, so in on the trains, you got locomotives on the head end of the train, and then you got a ro- remote lo- locomotives in the middle of the train. Well, Tom wakes me up that morning, or two days later, we get up, and they was so damn hung drunk. over. There's a train leaving. He said, man, we got to get home. But what did y'all do in those two days? I don't remember. It just drank. just went out and drinking. Yeah. Drunk. Went out drinking. This R-D-B is why this man shit. is RDB. Oh, yeah. He is, that's original RDB shit. Oh, yeah. We were like, uh, I I have no idea how we even got back to that bunkhouse, man. We were buggered <laughs> up like beyond recognition. So on the we're leaving. As this, get it, he wakes me up. He comes running in the room. He's got a, a handheld radio. He's got the mic of the radio in his hand. The the radio's sitting in a holster on his belt that's dragging in the dirt. And we got to go, man. Hair's all over the place. Got his grip. So we run grip, out the grip door. Grip is like a duffel bag. We run out the door, and the train's leaving, and he gets on the radio and calls. You know, who's leaving town on that southbound? And it was friends of ours from William Blake. He said, uh, the engineer said, hey, this is Ron. He said, oh, Ron. Slow this fucking train down so we can get on. He said, who is this? He says, you know goddamn well who this is. <laughs> so we climbed up on that engine, and off we go. And, I mean, we were in bad shape. And we got about an hour and a half down the road, and we had to take the siding, wait for another train. So we, uh, they said, hey, we're going to be here a little bit. Y'all want to walk up to the engine and get up here with us? So off we go. And we look like two fucking hobos walking down the track. Get on the engine, and uh, when I got on, when we walked in that front door, both these bastards were laying on the floor laughing. Like, they were laughing, and they're like, man, they've been looking for you. And I go, really? Why? (laughs) He said, they're looking for you. They don't know where you are. So, well, we were sick. (laughs) So, get home. And on the way home, we come up with this plan, right? And I was married to... Riley's biological mom at the time. And I said, here's the story. And we're sticking to the story, right? <laughs> He's like, yeah. I said, uh, we got called for a work train. We've been gone for two days on a work train. Okay. And I said, and, and that's it, right? And we just got home. I'm good with that. Yeah. Fuck, that didn't last 10 minutes. Because when we got off that train and we got in our cars and went home, I got to the front door, and uh, my wife was hot. Like, you been gone for two days? Yeah, I know. that. I got called for a work train, man. They put us in work service. We couldn't go for two days. So 
And I'm hungover, so I, I got a swimming pool in the back. And I'm hungover, so I go out and I got this this <laughs> floating lounge chair. I get a cold beer, put it in this thing, get some sunglasses on. I'm floating in the pool, and about thirty minutes later, the patio door opened and a suitcase in her hand, and she chucked her into the pool and said, "Get your fucking ass down there and pick it up, fill it up, and get out." What are you talking about? Your cousin just got home, and he came clean with his wife. And I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Said y'all out on yeah. a two-day drunk. So I I ended up leaving a house, two cars, condo in Hawaii. I mean, I yeah, $450,000 later. Motherfucker still, he ain't paid me yet. I'll get it. <laughs> Jesus, fuck hell you. yeah! Fuck you so you that is the ultimate story. Uncle Tom, pay so the man. Pay the man. Uncle Tom, you be just him. like you just be just like your nephew. Can't hold a secret. Yeah, if either one of you fucks ever do that to me, we're not gonna be friends anymore. Come clean. So damn, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and I are tight, but uh, and I'll, I'll, I can say this now. I mean, don't send him this part, but you know he probably did me a favor. But he don't need to fucking know that. <laughs> All right, we'll knock it down to four hundred thousand flat. I just I tell you what, we'll cut him a deal. Get a quarter million, be fine. Quarter million, <laughs> it's not that bad. Yeah, and we laugh about it. But uh, now, hey, he and I. I mean, so when I worked for the railroad, started railroad, and Tom did too. He worked. He lived with Lynn and Allen and Revelstoke, and and you know we started our careers together, and we're still doing it, and. You know, we've had we've had a lot of good times. I mean, I remember Tom used to live with us when we were younger and stuff. So Tom's not really a cousin; he's more like a brother. I mean, he grew up with us, and and he's he's really close. So that's when Mollus was asking who Uncle Tom was. He was like, "Who's he related? Is that is that your mom's brother?" I was like, "Nah." So he's like a cousin. This uh, this we call uncle. Yeah. But then, like growing up, and I was thinking about this driving earlier, and I was going to say it, and I forgot. Uh, We've had a lot, like, there's been people that, I mean, just been your your friends, you know, from, from childhood till now or whatever that, I mean, we've called uncle. But, I mean, mind you, country's kids, I mean, one of them, I mean, M- Mullis is godfather of Josh, right? Yeah. But then, like, all the kids is like, they all call me Uncle Riley and shit. And then, like, it's it ain't, you know, I, so it's that same kind of dynamic. Well, I don't think it needs to be. And here, here's the thing: it's not about being blood relatives. It's just, right. it, it's closeness, right? Oh yeah. Your best friends can—they're your brothers, right? That's yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, when this baby till, gets till here, one rats you out, and that son of a bitch. That's, that's, you that's, that's what I just said. If either one of you fucks ever do that to me, you're not my fucking friend. <laughs> so your you grand, know we ride together, we, we die, die together. together. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Bad boys for life. So Rob, white trash for life. <laughs> Rob finna be a granddaddy. Yeah, Papa Rob. Papa Rob. Papa yeah. Rob. That's you want Papa? Oh, yeah. You want Papa or like Papa? Like I called. Papa. You no, know, you know. I, I think we'll just let Baby Rhett figure out how he wants to call Papa. It. Yeah, I'll, Papa. Whatever works for him or Papa. He'll Pop. get it. Yeah, I, I, uh, that or just Sir. What? <laughs> sir. <laughs> <laughs> Wob. Yes, Master. Wob. <laughs> Nah, he ain't gonna call me Wob. Nah, Wob. Papa Wob. Papa Wob. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hell Papa yeah. Papa Wob. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah. But like, yeah, that's uh, they gonna call Mullis Uncle Peace. 
Yes. Because he's a fucking he's piece, piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Uncle Country and Uncle Peace. Peace. That is it. That's me. Uncle Peace, piece of shit. And then when you ask him, he's going to tell you. What do you mean, Uncle Peace? Uncle Peace of shit. And then I'm going to put a bar of soap in his fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't reckon that young one going to be swearing uh-huh. to him. My kid going to have a cussing problem. My, we just, we'll my, just go ahead and accept that. I don't that. cuss at me or nothing, but I know out on that football field they do. I'll be here. Here's the thing, man. If go. my kid wants. Uh, my youngest that player is six. Well, they turned seven. The twins? Seven, so yeah, the yeah. twins are seven. They yeah. But that I tell them it's like them hey, twins are ruthless now. I can say I was like, yeah, on the football field, listen, on the football field, there's no fucking rules, okay? Yeah. Fuck that guy across from you. We're not friends, but we can be friends before the game and after the game. But across during during that game, we're not friends. I'm I'm not taking it easy on you. You can go out there and beat the shit out of him as long as you want to. Yes. Talk your shit and do what you do. When we walk off, we'll be gentlemen and respectful after that. That's sports. Yeah. Yes. That's what's supposed to be. Absolutely. There's no participation awards anymore. No, yeah. Winners that. and losers. Nah, that's Get a whole, and go. My yeah. kids are pissed off. Our team sucks, Rob. Sucks. <laughs> my kids are the guys. They're, they're the boys. You know, they they've been know, getting their ass They know my kids are going to make the plays for them. Okay. Um, they've, been, they've been getting their ass kicked. Though. So I want to let them. I, want, I teach them, mate. You know what? They're pissed off all the time. It's like, you know what? We know this is a team sport, but you can only worry about what you can do. So we focus on us and do our thing. Yeah. Yeah, work hard, stay focused. Hit Absolutely. It. And they're yeah. two of the best players on that team. They are the best players on that team by far. Hell yeah. Not taking nothing from other kids that work hard, but I know I know they are. Hell yeah. So before we go, um let I one, thank you. Oh, thank you. This. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, and mean, we're not we're we're touching the, we're at the tip of the iceberg. That's the thing. We I'm I'm excited to do another episode. That's going to be awesome. No, I appreciate you inviting me. It's been fun. Two. I got lots of stories. How excited are you about a grandkid? Uh I'm I'm ecstatic, but I I think I don't really know. I think when he's here and I see him, then I think it'll be. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's right now. It's I think it's a little too surreal. Yeah, it's kind of like the same thing. Like as you being a dad, like you didn't know what it was like until you it was, it was there. Yeah, I think I think when when that baby gets here, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, money spent. <laughs> <laughs> nah. There's money getting spent already, dude. It's ridiculous. I just I think that it'll baby just, is going to give you a whole of. different feeling. Yeah. Right? that's it. I mean, yeah. I this I, I'm I think when like when Riley was born, I mean you're in. Excited and same when Miranda was born. Well, hers was a little bit different because she was she, she came way too early. We weren't sure we were going to be able to ever see her because country can relate. Yeah, that was um, country had a, a premature baby. Seventy like seventy six days in a NICU. Yeah, well, Miranda was like um, I think she was just under two pounds. That's little. And uh, I wasn't even there when she was born. My brother uh, got over there because you had to take a ferry. I, had to drive five and a half hours and then get on a ferry and the last ferry ran at whatever time. So they had airlifted her to there. But when I got there the next morning and seen her in that incubator and goddamn, when you could put a baby in the palm of your hand, mm-hmm. it was like, I didn't think she was going to survive. And, and they really didn't know if she would or not, but she did. And I mean, that's great. But, um, <laughs> but I think everything, when, when it comes to kids, you get, you get this feeling and, and, and you're overwhelmed with a, but when they finally arrive, 
it's a different feeling. It like, is. Yeah, it's so satisfying. It is. You know, it, it is. It, like, it's, it's it's surreal. Uh, <clears throat> you get to really meet them and see them, and you know. Yeah, that's when everything starts going from there. Yeah. I mean, and, you I know, obviously and, don't have any grandkids, but I got four boys. Yeah, and and you know, and like Riley said, you know, the kids calling, you know, you guys uncles and stuff like that. That's great. I mean, I've got lots of friends of mine that, um, same thing, right? You know, Uncle Rob, there's Uncle Rob, you know, and and it just makes you feel warm, like you got that close to family. So. Yeah, and that is family. Yeah, it is. That's what it is. Like I said, it doesn't have to be blood. No. Most time, your friends are closer than your family. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Even the ones that owe you four hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. Well, thank you again for coming on here. No, I appreciate it, and uh, we would love to have you back. Yeah, I'll come back. I mean, there's there's a whole lot of other stuff that a lot more stories. <laughs> I could talk about stories me and Tom did for a long time, and that that might be take a whole two episodes. So <laughs> we'll do it. That would be awesome. Absolutely, that would be awesome. We we absolutely love the content. Yeah, um, I, can, I can I can tell you a story one time when he got thrown in the drunk tank and he didn't even make it out of the police parking lot, got put right back in there. So that's a whole other story. Well, y'all tune in Hell to yeah. the uh, we'll have a part two, episode two. Hey, and he's here all week, so we might can cut a part two for real. Maybe. Yeah, we'll cut it and drop. We it might can do weeks. it and drop it later. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'll be awesome. Well, uh, once again, this is season one, episode twenty, the RDB podcast. I'm Riley. I'm country and I'm Mullis. We appreciate y'all listening. Hey, give us follow. Give give us a follow. Give us a follow. Rate us five stars. That helps us out a shit ton. A hundred five star ratings. A hundred five star ratings on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or combined, and we'll put the Grayson uh Dingling Shake. Yeah, we'll put him shaking his dick on OnlyFans. <laughs> For free. We're gonna do it. It was uh <laughs> My my dad don't know about that, but he was shaking his Rob dick. Rob said, "I'll get on OnlyFans." It was the <laughs> I did not say that. He's not finishing his <laughs> slaying these big bitches. Wow, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a different OnlyFans. Uh, that'll be on Sam's. <laughs> but uh, again, uh, 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 but before we go, shout Why out to uh, to. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> fuck. Now I got to do an entire other thing. Uh, nah, fuck them. No, nah, I'll be, I'll get rid of that. It's fine. Before we go, big shout out to Jeremy and everybody at the Good Life Store. You can go to getgoodlife.com. Use promo code RDB, capital RDB at checkout for 20% off your entire order. Or you can use the code in store. Or if you can, if, if you want to order it online, you can use the same promo code and use in-store pickup. Uh, yeah, appreciate y'all. Thank you.